Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Thank you, Simon, for that introduction. Let me greet each one of you in the name of Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. At the outset, I take this opportunity to thank Bangor Worldwide Mission Convention for giving me this opportunity to come all the way from Bangalore to Bangor to share about what God is doing back in India through radio ministries. I'm really blessed and delighted to be here amongst you. And it's such a unique experience to see how God's people, both young and old, who have passion for mission, are gathered here to hear stories how God is at work around the world. I'm grateful to God for each one of you for your contribution and partnership in the gospel. I'm more delighted to see so many young people present here this evening and all the evenings, I suppose. And you have chosen to be here to learn about missions and what God is doing worldwide. You are the supporter of tomorrow, of missions. And I'm sure the Lord is stirring your hearts through this convention to involve in missions. Today, social media is a fast-moving tool which God is using to touch lives. I'm sure you as young people can be involved in building kingdom values through the social media network. Do time, take time to meet us at the stall. Uh, we have uh, William Mathieu, our FIBA UK ambassador, will be more than happy to give you more insights into our radio ministry worldwide. As you have been seeing on the screen that I come from Bangalore, India, South India, um, if you see the map, you will see Bangalore is in the bottom of the country. It's in the south of uh, India. And it's a tiny um, town in, the, uh, in Karnataka. Three years ago, the organization asked me that I need to be uh, taking care of the work in North India. But uh, North India comprises of three-fourths of India's population. It's more than 800 million people in North India. And with more than 800 languages and dialects spoken in that part of our country. And um, it was a challenge for me. In fact, I was agitated when I was told that I need to move uh, three years ago to North India. It's a male-dominated society. And I, being a woman, it wasn't all that easy to accept the challenge to go all the way to Delhi and establish the work over there in different parts of North India. However, God has been so good to me all these years as I travel frequently into different parts of North India and uh, God is at work in the lives of people. As uh, Simon mentioned, I have been with FIBA since 34 years and uh, my husband was also involved in the audio work he, in fact, he is here this evening with me. He's traveled all the way 
from Bangalore with me, and I have two sons. Uh, one is in Auckland, and one is based in Bangalore. William, can you change the slide, please? We broadcast uh, into, uh, in, in the 1040 window into three different religious groups. As you see, we broadcast to Muslim, Hindu, and Buddhist uh, regions. And uh, like as Terry was speaking, our broadcast goes into the Arab world and uh, into India and into the Eastern, like Buddhist countries. And God is at work even in these different regions. And uh, we use mix of media to reach people, you know, in the hard places. We use FM, short wave, medium wave radio. Medium wave, probably you call it here as AM. And uh, we use internet, mobile phones, Facebook, Twitter, social media. We also use speaker boxes. I wonder how many of you have seen or heard about that. It's just a small, uh, it's called a speaker boxes, which um, is like an extension to the radio where we distribute into the remote areas. People, those who cannot listen to radio, you know, we dub all our programs onto the speaker boxes and we distribute it in the remote areas. And I would like to, uh, I would like us to see a, a video titled Radio Can, which gives you what radio is all about. Praise you. I'm gonna praise you. I just wanna praise you. I just wanna praise you. There's something we use every day that knows no boundaries. It speaks into the hearts of people in some of the world's hardest to reach communities. It's powerful, life-saving radio. This is Fever. Across northern India, FIBA's radio programs are informing and encouraging those who feel hidden and forgotten. I love radio. Your program is like a mother to me. You come like a friend and guide me like a mother. Radio gives me something new to think about every day. Deeply ingrained cultural practices such as aborting a baby just because she's a girl can make life tough for women who are trapped in their homes. But FIBA radio programs are reaching behind closed doors into women's lives, giving them a voice. One program can change the mindset of people. Through radio, people discover how to make better decisions about how to live. After listening to these programs, many people call FIBA for practical support. They often ask for spiritual guidance too, which can lead people to a living faith in Jesus. Follow-up can be more important than the program because we have the chance to bring spiritual and practical changes to individual lives. Radio can reach behind the closed door. Hidden away in the heart of Cairo, FIBA's partner Radio Voice is pioneering internet-based radio. 
Here, Muslims and Christians can be in touch freely without fear and recrimination. Online radio has more space to verbally communicate with people than, let's say, the normal radio stations or the TV. And it's free dialogue, it's online, so they're not being monitored. It's a tool that can be effective because we find each other because of our values and not because of the other social labels that we place on each other, whether it's color, religion, or background. It's extremely important. Radio Voice is run by a small group of Christians who risk their lives to bring peace and reconciliation to their shattered communities. Listeners regularly participate in debates and discussions on air where they offer a Christian perspective on issues such as depression and loneliness. Radio Voice became a station that people can trust, people can speak freely. The people sitting in the studio are not taking a certain side. Radio is trying to break down the alliance between Muslims and Christians. The sorts of people listening to Radio Voice are Arab people, Egyptian people, Muslims, Christians from different countries, Syria, Lebanon, Morocco, Algeria. I believe as Christians we shouldn't be isolated. We should share, we should speak, we should not sit silent. Community radio is one of the best ways for local Christians and churches to reach out and make a practical, even spiritual difference to people's lives. Radio becomes a voice for the voiceless. It inspires people to speak up for themselves so they can be heard. In Pemba, northern Mozambique, FIBA has set up a community radio station. Community radio gives opportunity to speak or to debate among the community. The issues comes through the community and they're going to look for the solution. FIBA's partners use regional languages. This makes radio powerful and personal. If you really want to reach someone in his heart, you must speak in their local language. Many fishermen rely on their community radio station for warnings of storms and cyclones that can suddenly appear in this part of the world. Radio can save lives. Here in Pemba, we have a serious problem with cholera. Each year, got epidemics of cholera, diarrheas. This is because of lack of information. And if you inform properly people in their local language until they understand the risk that's involved in cholera, for instance, you are saving a lot of lives here. Every day, FIBA uses radio to bring lasting change. Radio can inform and educate, unite communities, save lives, and share God's love. Radio can change the world. So can you with FIBA. Please get involved. Go to www.fibaradiocan.org. Tell others about the power of radio. Yes, this is what radio can do. Friends, I'm reminded of the verse Matthew 24:14, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to the nations, and then the end will come. We are seated in such a beautiful sanctuary, but do you know, dearly beloved, there are still two billion people who have virtually no exposure to the gospel. 
and there are still 7000 people groups that are considered unreached in the whole world do you know where the most unreached people live in india there are more than 2200 unreached people groups live in india and most of them are housed in northern parts of india north india some people say it's a graveyard for missions our inspiration of what god wants us to do through fever in north india came from the book of isaiah 58:12 which says where the prophet is talking to the people of israel in exile said your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age old foundations you will be called repairer of broken walls restorer of streets with dwellings we believe god has called us not to be just passive voice but an active participant in his kingdom where we are rebuilders and repairers where there has been brokenness and decay friends the country that i come from is a country of great paradoxes where shedding of blood is considered as sin where cows are worshiped as one of the millions of gods and yet female fetuses are increasingly being found lying scattered across fields wells rivers and trash cans a country where the honor of the family is tied to the honor of the girl and yet where girls have no honor it has been reported that nearly half a million girls are killed each year before the birth or after birth we are battling against a mindset not against government or certain group of people the tradition and culture have been passed on from generation to generation to generation north india is a hub for many atrocities majority of women are treated as objects gender based discrimination is rampant india's male to female ratio is declining though women form half of the country's population yet only about half of them are literate women face mental and physical cruelty on one hand women are climbing the ladders to become doctors engineers and astronauts but on the other they face discrimination from their womb to tomb let me give you some examples of i mean unimaginable ways that the women go through women go through acid attack this is a common phenomena you know this is a kind of a revenge that men take against women when they refuse to marry a boy or when they refuse for a divorce and that's the quickest way or easiest way of uh, throwing acid on a girl and disfiguring her face and women succumb to such kind of uh, exploitation and child marriage although child marriage was abolished long ago still it's in common practice 40% of world's child marriages occur in india domestic violence dowry deaths i don't know how many of you understand what is dowry it's like bride burning you know if uh, the girl uh, if the girl does not give the money that the bride uh, demands you know she she is normally she is burned and uh, female infanticide female feticide the preference of son is so much embedded in our culture especially in northern parts of india you know they kill the female babies rape is so common you know probably you would have seen on the television 
I'm sure even here it has been a problem. And um, I was so disturbed to see recently that New Delhi, being the capital of India, has the highest rate of rape reports among Indian cities. Human trafficking is another exploitation, as Terry was mentioning, even there in India. Uh, there are thousands of women who succumb to this. You know, they're stripped of their dignity through human trafficking. And uh, the women and children are trafficked into brothels each day, some due to poverty, some on promise of jobs. There, recently, two months ago, we have started a broadcast to this specific area where there is so much of human trafficking and prostitution. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure whether you heard of a place called Kolkata, and uh, that is where it's a hub for prostitution. There are thousands of brothels in this particular area. And we started a, a language called Bengali broadcast uh, in the beginning of July, specifically focusing on women who are at risk, who are trapped, who are caught in this prostitution. And as a result, there are a number of responses that we have been uh, receiving from these women who are at risk, who are going through um, difficult things in their lives. You know, they're unable to share with others, but radio is a faceless communication. It's easy for them to share with, the, with our counselors. So we are getting overwhelming responses from these women. Someone has said, if you educate a man and you educate an individual, if you educate a woman, you educate a family. This is why most of our programs, we empower women to bring values for the society. We give voice to the voiceless. The uniqueness of our work in North India, we focus on holistic transformation. In addition to our evangelical broadcasts, we also focus on holistic transformation and social change. The, re the main reason that we do that is we use the government of radio, uh, government of India radio. You know, for almost 50 years we've been existing in India. And uh, in fact, this year we are celebrating 50 years of God's faithfulness, what God is doing through radio. And uh, all these years, probably 40 years, we were using the international stations from Seychelles, from Russia, from Dubai, and uh, from Sri Lanka to broadcast into India. God has opened doors for us to use the local radio through Government of India to broadcast programs. But that has, that has been a challenge for us to buy time through the local radio because they don't allow us to have any evangelical programs. That's the reason you know, that I mentioned that we uh, broadcast value education programs through the local radio. And um, more than 40% of our population, they listen to the local radio. And as a result, we get overwhelming responses from our listeners from all around. As Terry was mentioning, to some of our women's programs, it's more men who call us. You know, because they are threatened where women will share their problems against the husbands. So, you know, they, the men call us and tell us how uh, blessing the program was. So, of recent, we have started asking the men, why not you give it to your wife? We want, because there's the women counselors who talk, but they would like to talk to the women counselors, but they don't allow women to speak to women. You know, so we have been telling uh, the men callers, you know, to give it to their wives to speak to us. And, um, um, I, I want to share two stories with you this evening, uh, how radio has transformed, has impacted these uh, women's lives. And this lady by name Lakshmi, 
who was exploited by her father and by her uh, husband. You know, she did not know what to do. She was born to a, pol a politician father, and she always came across killing, riots, and hatredness, and money, and that was the environment she was brought up when, when she was growing. And so she wanted to run away from home. She was waiting for her, you know, for a day of her marriage. So she thought that if she gets married and go away, she will have a better life. She, little did she realize that she was going from bad to worse. She realized that the husband that she was married to, he was a bank officer. He was greedy of money. So every time she, he tortured her to go back to the father's house and bring money. And uh, she was restless. She was depressed. She was running from pillar to post to find peace. She went into all the temples and uh, she, uh, you know, seeking peace. And she did not have peace in her life. So one day she decides to commit suicide. She goes upstairs in her house. She takes the poison and she wanted to commit suicide. And you know, there are more than 300 million gods in India, which uh, Hindu people believe. So whichever the name uh, that came to her mind, she started screaming and crying. And um, when she was screaming, she hears a voice which calls out her name. And she wondered what, which name was this? She never heard of that name. And she, the name says, Lakshmi, I'm Jesus. And then she says, who is this God? You know, I'm screaming to my own God. Who is this person who is talking to me? She thought, she thought it must be some voice. She hears the second time. And again, she wonder who this could be. And then third time, she hears the voice again. When she hears that voice again, some kind of a peace comes into her heart, which was, uh, she could not believe that. And, um, and she comes running down to, and she tells her husband, you know, uh, something has happened to her. He could see on her face what has happened to her. And uh, husband who has seen her so restless and uh, have no peace and, you know, and he wonder what has happened to her. And he tells the name of the God who called her. He knew that it was a Christian God. And the husband tells her that you should not go out of this house, nor any Christian should come into this house because she comes from a Hindu, strange Hindu background. And she did not know what to do. Now she has heard the voice of Jesus and she's got received some peace, but she didn't know what to do. Where do I go? How to know about Jesus? Who is this Jesus? You know, it was bothering her. One day she goes out of the house to buy vegetables. In, in our country, we have people coming, pushing the cart and, you know, selling vegetables. And uh, she goes to buy vegetables. She sees a man who's distributing a pamphlet. And she gets one of those, and she sees it's something to do with radio broadcast. So she goes up uh, to the uh, upstairs, and uh, she, you know, uh, brings her radio down. She listens to the program in her own language. And that was the day she hears about Jesus. She starts listening every day. In fact, she maintained a book of all the messages she hears from the radio. She, without anyone coming into our home, without Christian contact, she commits her life to Jesus, listening to radio. And uh, the husband has told her not to go out of the house to meet with any Christian. No Christian should come home. And she was praying, how do I, now she's bubbling with joy of receiving Christ in her heart and she wants to share this with others. How is she going to tell when husband has, uh, you know, restricted her not to go out? And then she's praying. One day one of her friend comes home with a little child and the child had fever. And she goes to the doctor and she takes some treatment, but still the baby has fever. 
And then this lady says, my son is having fever. I really don't know what to do. And then this girl, Lakshmi, she innocently, ignorantly, she tells her, can I pray for this child? She herself is a new believer, and she did not know how to pray. But she, she just opened her mouth and she said, Lord, heal her. And the child became okay. And she did not know that her simple prayer can heal a child. And uh, this lady who brought the child, she goes out, she tells all the friends, Lakshmi is believing in new God, and he heals uh, people. And then people started coming to her home to listen to, uh, about Jesus, who Jesus is. That is how she started sharing to people about Jesus. And you will be surprised to know that today there is a church above our house, her house, and many non-Christians come and worship there. And that is the power of radio. Radio can transform lives listening. You know, There are a number of stories that I can go on telling you how radio can impact lives. This girl, two months ago, she heard a program. She was actually, um, she comes from a family where the father, uh, mother uh, dies a few years ago, and she has three other sisters. They are altogether four daughters. And um, um, her father, who wanted to have a second marriage, and all the girls did not want the father to get married, you know, because uh, if she has a stepmother, um, they will lose all the freedom. They will pro probably, they will lose the, uh, the split in the property. And they were so uncomfortable for another woman to come into their family. So they decide to tell the father not to remarry. And in fact, I shared this story the other day in the women's uh, uh, sessions, actually. And then the father says, tells the daughter, if you satisfy my pleasure, I will not get married. And this girl did not expect this from her own father. And she has no other choice she, because she wanted to give a better life to her sisters and she wanted to get them educated and she wanted to get them married. And she has no other option. She agrees to the father. And for, for a fast few years, the father was using the daughter. And two months ago, we, uh, as I said, you know, we broadcast programs to these women who are, who have been, who are being exploited. And... Um, we enacted a drama. In fact, we adopted Joyce Mayer's story. I suppose you have heard about her story. You know, she was also abused. She is a great evangelist in uh, America. And uh, we had adopted her story into Indian context, enacted the drama in the radio broadcast. And she, this girl heard that story two months ago. She did not call, her, call us for the last two months. Just last week before I left, there was a call from this girl saying that... Uh, you know, telling us her story. And she said, I don't know whether I have done right or wrong, but I know that your program has touched me. And uh, I want to know more. I want to know more about Jesus. That is the, you know, kind of responses that we receive, you know, from our listeners. And we have this listeners and uh, seekers conferences, you know, those whom we follow up, through phone calls, through letters. It's mainly through phone calls. Not many write to us these days. You know, they call us up to tell. In, in fact, even during the program is on, you know, they call us up. How did you know this is my story? How did you sh talk about this story? That's the kind of responses we receive from uh, people, mainly from non-Christians. Because we broadcast uh, uh, value education programs that connects them. And because of that, we receive number of responses from the, from the people of other faiths. 
you know and it is only through follow up on the ground we share the gospel with them when they contact us you know when they share the stories with us we call them to a neutral place that's where we have listeners conference and we get to know them face to face and those who express their desire to know more about Jesus and then we call them to a seekers conference that is when they open up they accept and uh, we have two or three days of conferences where the, we teach them who is god who is jesus who is the mediator and what is salvation and uh, they make commitment in that conference and they are you know they they are baptized and they are tagged to the local church because radio has its limitations radio cannot go um, you know or do everything but so we tag them to the local church there is an awakening and god is at work in india and uh, dearly beloved we are living in end days the lord is coming very soon there is an urgency to the gospel be it in middle east or india or in africa or any part of the world people need your prayers people need your support and there is so much we can do if you as people of god stand with us and support us and pray for us continuously that is what we lack you know in a country with 1.2 billion population you know with more than 1800 uh, sorry 850 languages and dialects imagine we have a tremendous task there are many ministries of course are striving to reach people with the gospel but we need your prayers i'm sure as people of god you will continue to uphold our ministries in your prayers each day and and we can do much more than than what we are doing thank you i'm so glad that you've given us this opportunity to come all the way to share about what god is doing through our ministries god bless you we trust you've enjoyed this podcast if you'd like to make a donation to support the work of bangor worldwide please visit www.worldwidemission.org/donate